Good morning, Auburn, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. As always, I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll, and once again, the incomparable Alex Houston joining me today with another secret special guest in the studio for the third day in a row. We'd like to welcome in our lesson listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Obelaga Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in this fine Thursday morning, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna at Weagle 91.1 through the information superhighway at WeagleFM.com, or if you're tuning in after the fact on Transistor.fm or Eagle Eye TV, we are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios here in the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it is 57 degrees and sunny on this another fine spring morning. We wish you a most sincere good morning from everyone here at Compact Discourse and WEGL as we celebrate our 51st birthday in this year of 2022. So we will jump right into the show. Davis, how are you feeling? Feeling good. Uh, same issues as every morning and every night, but I'd say probably like 8.30, I'll be good. Making it. Making it. It's another beautiful day here in Auburn, Alabama. The sun has been out, and it is uh, nice, a little warmer than it was yesterday. Nice and warm on our commute into campus this morning as there was not really a cloud in the sky as the sun was able to shine down on us walking into school this morning. Alex, how are you doing? How was your commute? I'm doing good. Uh, I almost fell over on the Tiger Transit a few times, but we're okay. When it accelerated? and the- Actually, more when they break. They, they really like to brake check you on the 160 Ross uh, Tiger Transits. Mm. At least that's what, that's what it seems to me. I don't know. And, of course, the new buses have the sideways seats, is that what I've, what I've been told? Yes, and it's not ideal because then you can kind of fall forward onto okay. people. I haven't fallen on anyone yet, but it's only a matter of time. And I got a year, I got a year left, so I got a bad feeling. Choose your seat strategically, I guess. Exactly. All right, and then finally we'll kick it over to Mr. Griggs Blankenberg. Griggs, welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Another special guest for the third day in a row. We've had Cameron, we've had Luke, we've had Griggs now. So welcome Griggs to the show. It's been a while since he's been on the show. We are happy to have him back. Griggs is, of course, a sports correspondent here at WEGL. He is a North Carolina native, a fan of all things Charlotte sports, and he is one half of the Eagles Nest, which is coming on later today. Yes, sir, it is, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. You can catch the Eagles Nest with Greg Blankenberg and Daniel Locke, two Compact Discourse fan favorites. So be sure to check that out. They will be talking sports for an hour, wherein we may just be talking about sports casually for a few minutes. Uh, so a little, little bit different show, but equally as good here on WEGL. So stay tuned to that one. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that at any point in the next hour or so, you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you want to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That is 334-844-WEGL. On your touchstone keypad, you can also send us a tweet at CDISCAU. That is at C-D-I-S-C-A-U on Twitter. Or you could hit my personal at JXSNKTRX on Twitter as well. And we would love to hear some feedback on the show. Or if you have something to say, you'd like to hear it on the show, we'd love to hear that too. All right, we're going to jump right into things today. It is a full day here on the Plains. We have a lot to talk about. 
We have uh, a number of events going on this evening that you aren't going to want to miss out on, <coughs> including, but not limited to, the WEGL 51st birthday concert is going on tonight on the campus green. I believe it is going to be from 3 p.m. to yeah, 10. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. early afternoon all the way until we aren't allowed to play music anymore, I think, at 10 p.m. So um, there's going to be some great acts. Uh, you can look at the full set list on the WEGL Instagram page. That is at WEGL underscore AU. If you'd like to see the full lineup of acts, some of them uh, are fan favorites. If you're a fan of WEGL, you're probably familiar with some of these awesome acts, including but not limited to Adam Linhart, who is not only a talented musician, he is also a DJ here on Weagle. You might have heard his show on the air with Adam, and he has his fingers in a lot of what Weagle has going on right now so we are looking forward to wegl's birthday bash we all celebrated weagle day last thursday but this thursday we are celebrating with a live events concert that dylan has assembled and luke has engineered i guess you could say and uh going on concurrently with that you can head on over to jordan hare stadium and watch the most recent spider-man film that came out last december I believe that uh, film starts at 7.30, maybe mm-hmm. gates, gates open yes, at 7.30. that's correct. You can watch Spider-Man No Way Home, starring Tom Holland, Zendaya, Jamie Foxx, Alfred Molina, and Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. And then the, afterwards, you can anybody. listen to the Through the Lens episode on the Spider-Man Home Trilogy, as it's called, you if go. you feel so inclined, see how of it, course. See how it uh, stacks up against the other two. It, it doesn't. Does it compare to Morbius at all? Um, difficult to say, Davis. Mm, no comment. No comment at all. <laughs> I think you okay, sh- UPC should be share- showing Morbius and Jordan Hare Stadium. Uh, I, mean, I think factual. <coughs> that's one way to guarantee that nobody's in the stadium on Thursday night, <laughs> or everybody's in the stadium. Uh, Wait, that's true. We do forget we're still in the middle of our Morbius sweep. I don't think we've all felt the full effects <laughs> yet. Set the of record the sweep. for most people uh, watching Morbius at once. Yeah, Morbius shown it might be the second half of the Mississippi State game student section maybe maybe like. half of the uh half of the morbius discord will show up with jared leto like last time that was staged but they weren't yeah. actually there was no way they were in the discord i think i think the fact that you can say it was staged and there were still empty seats is the funniest part about all of that and that's what just epitomized this movie is the fact that a staged pr event still had empty seats Awesome. Terrible. 86,000 strong. We'll be watching Morbius tonight. Um, of course, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm purely joking. Uh, there will be, it will be Spider-Man. Please go to this. Um, if you feel so inclined, Yes, of course. Jack, it is an option that you could go to this. You may go if you would like. And uh, so our friends over at UPC have asked me to provide that information to you. Also, we have our friends over at the Industrial Design Department. Their showcase that we talked about on this uh, last Thursday show is going on tonight at the Jewel Collins Art Museum over on South College Street from 5 to 8 p.m. Thousands of handcrafted guitars will be on display. Thousands. Um, I think it's more like 40. But each of the, uh, the students has made at least one guitar, functioning electric guitar by hand uh, from just the the genesis of their mind they've, they've crafted art and i think there's going to be lively revelry food drinks eat drink and be merry and i heard one of the professors is going to like bring out his trolley of wacky instruments and provide a concert so if you uh need something to do there is something to do tonight here in auburn alabama as we have not only the legal concert but also spider manager in here stadium and lastly we have the 
guitar showcase over at the Jewel Collins Museum of Fine Arts. And then looking ahead of the weekend, we have a full series of softball, a really good softball team coming to town playing our very good softball team over at Jane B. Moore Field. This one is at 6 p.m. on Friday if you want to catch the opener. The middle game is 6 p.m. on Saturday, and the series finale is May 1st. That'll be at 1 p.m. Jane B. Moore. These are all exciting games. Uh, last softball home series, so you're going to not want to miss this one. It will be senior day on Sunday, so let's send them off and try to get a good seating in the SEC and national tournament. That's what's going on in Auburn, Alabama right now. And with that, we are going to head to our first break. When we return, we shall discuss what's going on in the world around us. We've got some interesting sports news. We've got some interesting draft news, as today is, of course, the National Football League draft. We'll talk about who's going to go first overall and what Auburn players you can look for tonight in the NFL draft as things get kicked off from Sin City tonight on ESPN. I'm Jack Harb, joined alongside Alex and Davis and, of course, Mr. Griggs Blankenberg. We shall return in a few minutes to the second segment of the show. Do not go anywhere. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. We're coming at you live from the Auburn University Student Center. It is, of course, Thursday morning, April 28th, 2022. Welcome into the show. Thank you for choosing to spend your Thursday morning with us here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Right now in Auburn, Alabama, it's 59 degrees and completely sunny, not a cloud in the sky, and that will continue Throughout the rest of the day will be nice and warm, bordering on hot for those of you summer fans out there, as it will be creeping into the low 80s today and this afternoon with no chance of rain and minimal cloud cover. So we are looking forward to that here. It is a nice baseball weather, I'd say. High of 80, low of 59 for today. UV index right now is 1, but should be steady, steadily climbing as the sun uh, gets more prominent in the sky. Six-mile-per-hour winds, light and variable, heading in a southeasterly direction, and the humidity is going to be 64 degrees. Sun will set at 7.21 p.m., so plan your evening accordingly. 75 degrees is what it's going to feel like at noon today, and overnight temperature of 60 degrees tonight. Looking ahead over the weekend, will be partly cloudy tomorrow on Friday, 80 degrees. And on Saturday and Sunday, you can expect a 50% chance of rain as we are looking at scattered thunderstorms moving through Lee County on those dates. But it will be nice and humid, so if it does rain, uh, the sun will quickly burn off that uh, water, and it'll be uh, nice and muggy outside the way everyone likes it. Uh, 79 degrees and 81 degrees are your highs for Saturday and Sunday, and then you can look for more of the same with a fewer chance of rain on Monday the 2nd as we kick off exam week here in Auburn. And that is going to do it for your War Eagle weather update for today. We'll have another one later on in the show, and you can always tune into Weagle at the top of every hour for the War Eagle weather update. War Eagle weather. All right, we'll jump right back into things today. Today is the NBA... Uh, NFL. NFL draft. The NBA draft is in June, I believe. I, was, I, I got tricked because I was thinking I was going to update us on what happened in the playoffs last night. 
unsurprising results, I would say. Especially in that first game. In that first game, yes. The uh, the Bucks continued to flatten the Bulls, much like the Packers flattened the Bears. Um, just can't catch a break, uh, can Chicago. So uh, Milwaukee wins that series 4-1. to one. Giannis goes for 33 points. And uh, the Bucks are on to the second round once again. Bucks were a finals team last year. In fact, they won the whole dang thing. So uh, they're looking to defend their crown. They beat the Buck Bulls by 16 points, 116 to 100 in Milwaukee last night. And then out west, another unsurprising result as the Warriors took care of the Denver Nuggets, winning that one 102 to 98 to win that series 4 to 1. The Dubs are on to the second round. And uh, Steph Curry went for 30 points once again. So the Dubs and the Bucks are on to the second round as both of their series wrapped up last night with a final tally of 4-1. to Tonight, you can look forward to the 76ers traveling to Toronto to take on the Raptors. The 76ers, of course, have a chance to close out their series tonight, but the Raptors have been feisty in the last two games. Philadelphia favored by a point and a half in this one, so Vegas is not sure where this is going. Also, uh, after dark, you have the Suns and the Pelicans going at it in the Smoothie King Center. Phoenix can win the series on the road tonight, but the Pelicans have not made it easy for them. Phoenix is favored by two, over-under sitting at 214, as the Pels have a chance to punch their ticket to the second round tonight. But the Suns, or I'm sorry, the Suns have a chance. The Pelicans have a chance to play spoiler and send the series back to the desert, tied up later on in the week. Devin Booker might be back tonight, too. Could be big. Could be big for uh, Phoenix. Lastly, the nightcap. You have the Mavericks traveling out to Utah to take on the Jazz. The Mavericks could win this series tonight as they lead it 3-2. to Luka's averaging 28.4 points per game but he is being bested by Donovan Mitchell, averaging 26 points a game. The line on this one is completely even, so Vegas likes the home court advantage for the Jazz, and that is what you can expect in the NBA tonight. Uh, three three series at 3-2, uh, where uh, the favorite has a chance to close things out, but the uh, underdog has a chance to play spoiler. So that's what we're looking at tonight in, for the, the Raptors. in the NBA. Could you imagine Doc Rivers, like, Back-to-back-to-back years, blowing three-one leads with both the Clippers and the uh, both the Clippers and the Sixers last year, losing to the Hawks when Ben Simmons famously didn't dunk over Trey Young when didn't he passed out of that, and now potentially losing this year. When you saw, did you see the big exodus of Sixers fans? They're down like fifteen with like two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Wouldn't this be the first three-zero in NBA history ever? ever. I thought so. It ever. Is, yeah. I mean, that, it's not. It's not going to happen. The reality is, I think. I think Toronto's going to win tonight, but then I think Philly's going to get it done in Game Seven. But I mean, I think either way, they're done because they're going to be what coming off a seven-game series to go play. Who are they going to go play? The Bucks. Well, Philly's getting bounced next round because that exactly in, that Embiid injury is starting to add up a little bit more than people thought it would be. Exactly, just, and they just have the Bucks next round who are going to be rested. So I think they're done after this anyway. The but. Bucks are playing the Celtics, so you know. They, oh, they played my a heat. Mistake. They played a heat, which I, which means they'd be losing quicker because Jimmy Butler would be back. Thank you, Davis, for the correction. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think either way, the Sixers have missed their opportunity by letting this series go any more than four games. But also, go Mavs. I'm just gonna say that. Go, go Mavs. Oh, boy, Hallelujah. Look, man, it's not my fault. We got you know the best. What I know. I'm kidding. 
Uh, but I mean, seriously, like the Mavs know how to draft those European players pretty well. Exactly. And I mean, I, I honestly don't think this is necessarily the year for the Mavs just because the Western Conference, but I honestly think they're pretty much one half decent big man away from I mean, because they're already fifty two and thirty and they traded away their second best player. Me, I see. You talk about the Hornets every year saying we're a big man away. Well the we Horn the Hornets are an entire organization away from being decent. So there's a whole there's a bit of a difference. I mean, we there. fired our coach. I didn't expect that to happen when I was walking to uh, when I was walking to microeconomics, I'm like, okay, this is something I didn't see coming well, on Wednesday I mean, morning. That's the Hornets for you, is all I got to I mean, say. We lose back to back playing games for like 30 and like 25. Not looking good for the future. But Indeed. we got LaMelo. That's all that matters. Tonight is the NFL draft. It is. It is going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Sin City. First round is going to kick off tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, ABC, the ESPN app, ESPN Radio, ESPN Deportes, and the NFL Network. So, I mean, you cannot avoid this thing. NFL uh, is king. NFL, ESPN just loves them some NFL. So, uh, unavoidable. I've been, I feel like every channel at, at the gym has been playing a bunch of draft coverage. I keep getting excited, but it's just, uh, it's like seeing college football stuff, but it's just like game tape from. From prospects, so especially since this is one of the letdown drafts oh, in yeah. recent years, because they're, they're, they're trying hard when the court, when the quarterbacks aren't really up to par. I mean, I was listening to a podcast this morning. Todd McShay was talking about he wouldn't be surprised if a team in the top sixteen takes a quarterback, which I one hundred percent agree with. Is this quarterback class is not really that deep in terms of that, especially when you have like the first couple three teams who really technically don't need a quarterback. With the Jaguars, you have Trevor Lawrence, and then you have the Lions. Well, Jared Goff still on Texans. I don't know what I, they still have. What Davis Mills, Mills Mafia? Yeah, I think they're still they're still planning on drafting a quarterback. At least that's what I had heard. But the Texans, the Texans, the Texans? Texans? But they're a mess. I don't, so. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't think they should, but I don't think they should do a lot of things. So I mean, so, I, yeah, yeah. You have the top three there. The Jaguars are picking first. Unsurprisingly, the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans round out the top three. They will then be followed by the two New York teams, Jets and Giants, in that order. Then the Carolina Panthers will be picking sixth, although I have heard rumblings they may be looking to trade that pick away. The New York Giants will be picking again off a pick from the Bears. The Atlanta Falcons will pick eighth. The Seahawks will take Denver's pick at the nine hole, and the Jets will pick again off of Seattle's pick. So both New York teams are picking twice in the top ten. I don't know if I'm speaking for Davis, but on behalf of Panthers fans, I'd be okay, I think, with trading back a little bit, even though – I don't want us to draft a quarterback at all. Maybe I don't know if he agrees with me on that one or not. Do you agree with that? Jack's also a Panthers fan. Oh, yeah, so. Jack's also – I forgot about that. He's also wearing the Pan- NHL Panthers sweater right now, which is a nice touch, I might add. But I think we either got to go uh, – what's the Alabama kid's name? Offensive tackle? O'Neal? Evan, Evan Neal. Evan Neal or Cross or trade back. Because I don't really don't like – I don't think Kenny – Kenny, a court, driving a quarterback would ensure Matt Rule would have another year on the job to say, hey, I'm developing this quarterback. Give me some time. I can get him up to par. So whatever gets him out quickest. Hope that doesn't happen. Uh, yes. Uh, looking at your top ten prospects for the NFL draft, according to Scouts Incorporated, number one is Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end from Michigan. You might remember him from the Heisman stage uh, over last December. We also got Trevon Walker, defensive end from Georgia, who I believe ESPN elevated to their number one overall prospect mm-hmm. over the weekend. Uh, you got Ikwonu, the offensive tackle from North Carolina State. He is making a lot of uh, noise. He seems to be a very popular pick, as well as Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. 
Looking at the defense, you got Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati, helping them get to the playoffs. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. N- nothing like an Ohio State wide receiver, is there? I mean, those guys are everywhere. You got uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who is uh, he? W- he has been on the draft watch for like two years now, out of Oregon. He's a defensive end that was living in the backfield. This past season, Derek Stingley finally is going to the draft. He is cornerback from LSU. Auburn fans are probably very familiar with this guy, Derek Stingley Jr., making his uh, draft appearance tonight. Kyle Hamilton is a safety out of Notre Dame. He will be uh, probably going in the top ten as well. And Charles Cross that Greg's mentioned, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. That is the projected top ten prospects from Scouts Incorporated. So look for those names uh, tonight in Las Vegas, and look for them all to be going to New York, I guess. Malik Willis is also the number one quarterback on the board, which I would agree with. Uh, Malik Willis has shown a lot of promise, although it wasn't Liberty. and you don't, you know, know, I think he had to look kind of at that one game against Ole Miss this past year to really understand. I mean, mm-hmm. judging by Liberty, he's not going to have the best receivers. But, heck, he didn't even have really that good of a receiver class, if I remember correctly, when he was here so at Auburn. But... I don't th- did he play much? Did he he didn't even see the field, did he? He would get he, in for like read options. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just enough to lead to chaos amongst the Auburn fan base. I want him to start personally. The Gus MO. You want him to start over statistically like the second or third best quarterback in Auburn history? I mean, really? Yeah, I did. Really? <laughs> I didn't like him. Dark horse yeah. for Heisman. I mean, no, I mean we're, I, we're just full of them. I don't know about that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. But one of them is number one pick in the draft right, or number one rated QB in the draft right now. One is also eleven years ago today, Mr. Cam Newton drafted first overall by the Carolina Panthers. Oh, very exciting! Mm. Now he can um, actually get paid. Indeed. All right, uh, with that, we're going to head to another quick break. When we return, some more sports talk. We gotta we gotta talk about the sweeper again as the uh, MLB is rolling out new pitches left and right. Uh, we also have the Secret 8.30 in the morning song. We've got a little bit of news to get to as well as uh, Disney is making the headlines this Thursday morning. And we probably have some more movie news to talk about as Cinecon rolls on. Um, some business news as well as uh, Elon Musk continues his bid to take over Twitter. With that and more, we'll be back in about two minutes with some more of Compact Discourse. Do not go anywhere. That was Night Moves by Bob Seeger. One, one more shout-out to JP for curating that six-hour-long playlist last night to commemorate the final episode of the Woodstock Hour. I guess the Woodstock Hours in that case. He had everything from 70s to 90s to country to the Sunday selects, which I believe only DJP himself could explain. So once again, congratulations on four years at Weagle, and thanks for making everything happen, JP. That's what it's all about. And I, I, he said he added a new, a new sound to the array. So let's just see what this is. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> I was acting. Oh, that's not the one I thought. <laughs> is, oh. that, is that Giancarlo Esposito? It it is. <laughs> I was acting. Um, I thought it was going to be the... Know what you got to say about that? I bet that's in here, too. It, it definitely is. Um, I'll, I might bump on over to, to JP's page while we're talking. Know what you got... And see what's uh, going on here. No, but uh, no, I hear what no, no, another no. thing that's going on right now is the sweeper, which we've talked about on the compact discourse before. Of course. It is a, a not a new pitch, but a new to other people pitch, considering people are starting to use it now. 
um, as we are. I mean, you had the whole Yankees cheating scandal happen. So, I mean, pe- people look into these pitches a lot. So what we're seeing right now is the sweeper era. The Morbius sweep is now happening in the ma- uh, Major League Baseball as well. <laughs> this is a uh, <laughs> article from CBS Sports. Welcome to the sweeper era. Thanks to granular pitch data, high-speed cameras, and other tools, we are in a build-a-pitcher era. Teams can help their pitchers improve the quality and shape of their pitches while receiving instant feedback as they work through adjustments. It's not a stretch to say that teams are designing pitches in a lab and teaching them to their pitchers. It's remarkable. Baseball's newest Hmm. case, Hmm. Craze, is the sweeper, which is essentially a slider with a ton of lateral movement. The pitch is not new. The best recent example of the sweeper is Corey Kluber's breaking ball. Some of you may know it as the clue ball, but teams have figured out how to teach it. Some pitches like uh, Juan Duran's splinker are unique and cannot be taught. The sweeper is teachable, and it's catching on around the league. The Dodgers, Rays, and Yankees were the earliest adopters of the sweeper. Uh, Andrew Haney added the sweeper after signing with L.A. and had two great starts before landing on the I.L., but other clubs are in on it, too. So, that's what's going on. Uh, new pitches. Uh, just another advantage for the pitchers. You know, I listen to a lot of MLB podcasts, and all, like, the main theme is that pitchers are always complaining about how easy it is the game is for hitters, and hitters are always complaining about how the league always bails out the pitchers. So... This this war will be waged for an eternity, I think. So actually, like speaking on that point, um, I know that the like consensus around the league, more or less, is the fact that there needs to be more offense and less defense in the MLB, as if it's getting a lot harder for hitters and scores are going down. Why chicks do you think dig, that is the case? Chicks dig the long ball, but either either way, I think the league wants more offense because it think they think that makes the game is more entertaining. It's more entertaining. It's easier for someone to understand a home run than a like punch out off of like a three two mm-hmm. count. It's a I good think. point, but I mean, what do you think then? Jay? I mean, we, I have a pretty good understanding of the game, so I like I can appreciate a ah yes, yeah, you watch John Boy, a well pitched game. I think anyone above a casual fan can appreciate like a one zero pitcher's duel, but I think that that the MLB not the MLB, MLB has already got. Those fans, they don't need to appeal to them. So right. in order to pull new people in, you have to get something that's, that's easy to understand, which is not mm-hmm. a knock on, like, I'm not saying these are, like, the unwashed masses that are don't understand MLB. I'm, like, saying it is it is easy to get into a sport with offense. Like, if, if there were more goals in soccer, I might be more liable to watch it. So should they change the rules of soccer to make more goals happen? Maybe. If they, if, if they think it's prudent to bring in my demographic of fans, maybe that's what they need to do. But – Right. I think that's just what where Manfred's head is right now. When in in, I mean, and of course, like we never know if the baseballs are the same because they keep changing those secretly. True. And then a pitcher just said that uh, everybody in the, around the league knows that the balls they have this year are terrible because he was explaining why so many people have gotten hit in the first like a uh, month of the season. I don't know how much validity there is to that statement, but I mean, I think the MLB needs to take the kind of F one model of it where they've not directly affected the sport itself, but try to figure out more ways to make it entertaining, like putting helmets or putting cameras in helmets and stuff like that. Not that that's necessarily the solution, but rather than try to survive, rather than take, rather than take the NBA approach, which I think is clearly backfired is the fact that nobody wants to watch the regular season anymore because it's boring. But anyway, that's 
It is what it I is. I think maybe the MLB should have more fun edits they post where someone vaporize the yeah. the pitcher vaporizes the batter with their laser eyes. Lucas Giolito turns into the Flying Dutchman and flies out of the Oh stadium. yeah. The, the MLB TikTok account is actually really funny and they're doing they stuff are like that. Funny. They're they're pretty good with that stuff, but I agree. <laughs> not not what you're not what I'm envisioning, but yes, they are the MLB TikTok account is actually good. But going off what Alex said in terms of like F1, I thought he was going to say like they need like a draft to survive type of thing, but I th- I, I mean, get yeah that'd be really cool though. But still, they need like a um, I guess more fan interaction. They're they're the old people like the middle aged people. That's not their audience. They're trying people like who are casual baseball fans for years are going to stay that way. They're trying to get the new people, uh, the newer fans with the short attention spans. And what's what's a pretty short play in baseball? The home run. What's usually not a short sequence of events? A three two pitcher's duel where the pitcher strikes out a batter looking with a three two curveball down and away. Just they're trying to find ways to just promote this to just because people have always said the past couple of years baseball is a dying sport. Well, those people are usually saying that are the people who don't really watch that stuff and are going on to like esports. But that's just my take on it. A Morbius team they would that fix anything? It. Jared Leto celebrity softball game. Interesting. Jared what Leto. What you got to say about that? I got a bad feeling he'll actually be at the celebrity uh, All Star game. So promoting don't, him, and, not, him and the rest of his promoting Morbius family. part two. Him and the rest Tyrese Gibson will be running around telling everyone that Martin Scorsese liked their movie, him even though the rest he didn't. Of his, uh, his Discord friends. Exactly. The tens of tens of them. All right. With that, we're going to head to another quick break, our final break of the show. Thank you for choosing to spend your Thursday morning with us here on Compact Discourse. When we return, we will have the weather, and then we will have some current events slash news as we like to end the show with. Uh, we got Disney in some relatively hot water, or should I say, the state government of Florida. All will be revealed here on the final segment of Compact Discourse. So do not go anywhere. We will be right back with the final segment of the show. I am your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex Davis and Griggs. Thank you once again for listening. If you have to leave, thank you for joining us for this far, and we will be back in about two minutes with the final minutes of the show. WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex, joined alongside Davis, joined alongside Griggs. Welcome to the show, fellas. Thank you for being here this morning in one of the final episodes of Compact Discourse. We've got four more left after this one, so you won't want to miss any of them, is what I hear. Indeed. I won't. I, I will be here for at least two of them, that mm. I can promise. I'll try to be here on next Thursday. We shall see. Uh, next Thursday, there might just be some surprises uh, for those of you Ooh, will, willing to tune in to the finale of Compact Discourse. I'm going to get a tattoo live on and air. And just going to say this now for those who will be missing their Compact Discourse every morning. Compact Discourse version 2.0 is in the works currently at Weagle. It'll be returning in some capacity next season. Jack has given a, us his blessing, so oh we're going forward with it. Will it be continued to call it Compact Discourse? Uh, Jack said so. I mean, Why not continue the brand, as like it the were? the coolest name ever. Why, how I like it. I like it a lot. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm not doing anything with it. I'm not not, like making an energy drink. And make it like the Weagle brand. You know what I mean? It is Weagle's Weagle's daily show, not just our daily show. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I see it. Ten cents of all ad revenue goes to Jack. That's right. 
10 times nothing is still nothing. I was about to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, well, Disney. Here's something. Uh, I know we were talking about we were talking about title screens and credits with with Luke Walker when he was on the show earlier this week. Uh, I watched a film last night by a director that some people would say was pretty good, uh, Martin Scorsese. Sazy. It's Sazy. It's Italian. Is he Irish? I think he's I, Italian. He's Italian. Based on all of his movies, he has to be either Italian or Irish. He's uh, Martin Scorsese, and uh, it was called The Departed. You may have seen it. It was it's one. Like you. It was one of the uh, the best movies to come out in 2006. It's hotly contended with the likes of Pirates of the Caribbean and Cars for the best movie that came mm. out in 2006. Fair. Can't um, forget about Cars. But I thought it was pretty good. I had seen it before, so but I couldn't like give you a. I could kind of tell you the plot, but it'd been a while. That's Italiano. When I was younger, I would get Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg. No, I would get Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie confused. They look very similar. It, it, it's a scourge. Look, man, a seven-year-old me to, was confused. They need to digitally realter that film to make them more different looking. Agreed. Agreed. Now, however, um, yeah, if you do not know, there's a famous story regarding me who sat down to watch The Departed. It was leaving Netflix, so I said, I got to watch this. I've heard so much great things about it. So I got I got about 20 minutes into this film, and I was so just unendingly confused that I thought I was watching, like, Inception or something, where, like, the narrative was playing out backwards and forward at the same time until I realized that, in fact, Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon are, are two different characters and actors mm-hmm. and are not the same guy with the same haircut. So, Except uh, in this movie they might be. Yes, uh... So I did start the movie over with that newfound understanding. So instead of taking two and a half hours to watch this movie, it took me about uh, three and change, uh, having to go back and discern who was doing what in every scene. Uh, so that was, that was my Departed experience. But the reason I brought this up is because The Departed has a very good title card, I would say. Uh, it, it, it happens when Leonardo DiCaprio's character is in jail, and it's when uh, the Dropkick Murphy shipping up to Boston is playing. And it just says The Departed. Ah, yes. I love that song that's in that good movie. It's like a, it. That's a great movie. Also, it's also Martin Scorsese's only um, Best Director Oscar. And I believe it's his only Oscar ever? Wow. That's right. You smell uh, like you... He's only one for this, despite being nominated for Raging Bull, Goodfellas, Gangs of New York, The Aviator, and then The Wolf of Wall Street and Irishman most recently as well. Yeah. Um, dang. Or says he snubbed. I mean, I haven't seen Raging Bull, but I've heard that it's like, you know, one of the best movies ever. So I've, I find it. And also the fact that he wasn't nominated for Taxi Driver. Hmm. Curious. Kind of suspect. It fixes in. But yeah, that's a great movie. I love that movie. My brother really likes it. Very good. Thumbs up. I like the, I like the scene where they go. Ah, the thumbs up rating. Where the good fellas. What? What are you, some kind of departed? <laughs> basically did do that. I what do you mean? mean? Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I mean. Did. I, I thought I thought the introduction of the name was probably one of the cleaner we're ones. Just, we're just joking. Okay, I, I, you know, I mean, some kind of Mad Max Fury Road. No, there are. They th- call me the Wolf of Wall Street. There are there are some absolutely horrible um, name named car- titles like that. I'm trying to think of other ones other than the Suicide Squad. What are some other bad ones? Dad, <laughs> give me a second. Okay. You you talk for. A second. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm just trying to think of like because I haven't seen Goodfellas, but do they call themselves the Goodfellas in any part of that movie? They, in fact, they word for word say we call ourselves the Goodfellas. Oh, oh do they really? Oh, no, Marty. Yes. I was just thinking of that. Joe Pesci says. 
Dang it, Pesci! Why you got to do that? Um, it either says they called us or we called ourselves. I can't remember. But but like I do. That think- is why we're Superman Two: Dawn of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, it is. It, it does work except for the the uh, who is it? The Departed, and then zooms in very awkwardly on Matt Damon to be like, "Hey guys, did you, did you notice we j- we just said the the, the title? Roll said the credits title again. Indeed. Uh, there were a few. There were a few like smash cuts, which have been ruined by by the Snapchatification of the world. Um, considering it's very easy to do snap s- smash zooms now, and uh, it has been tainted. I think I think you can agree with me that if you see someone filming themselves and they do a smash zoom onto their face to make a point, mm. it is it is not an effective filmmaking tool. I go agree right to the next video every time I see like a a big smash zoom, and they go, well, they just did my head in. Indeed. Guys, I got to say something about this. It immediate skip. Now, what you got to say about that? It could be the most interesting video, but the way they deliver it makes me skip. Sorry. Whew. Agreed. Next Fair one. Enough. All right. Well, uh, the the thing I teased in the break, we got a few minutes. Disney Metaverse. Yes, no. the Disney Metaverse the Morbius, is getting the Morbius off. train will not be stopped. Um, Disney, That's Sony. Disney, Disney wants to buy Batman because it's so cool and. Just, Disney just likes acquiring things. That's not the news. Disney, uh, Disney uh, made made the, the state government of Florida a little angry uh, over the past few months, and now it's 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 gone to my favorite thing: municipal court disputes. Hmm. Uh, so Disney CEO Bob Chapek initially tried to stay out of politics as there was a heated debate over a public measure that was passed in the Florida state government. You may have refer- heard. This as the don't say gay bill, but it is uh, not officially known that as that, thankfully. But if you uh, that, that that's a keyword you can use to do more research about this. Um, let's see. Uh, Bob Chapek eventually uh, initially stayed out of it, but it came out publicly against the measure at his company's annual shareholder meeting, shareholders meeting. In March, the Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, responded by seeking to tarnish Disney as a, quote, woke company and moved to end the special status that allows the resort to effectively run its own municipal government on the 39-square-mile property it owns called the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which takes up portions of Osceola and Orange County. Disney is one of the largest employers in the state. Uh, The Walt Disney World Resort employs over 80,000 people in central Florida, including the parks, hotels, and bus fleet. Um, so all of that is very interesting. But, I mean, it's, it's, but the, the crux of this is that uh, they aren't just able to cancel the lease effectively, considering not only did they make a 55-year agreement back in 1967, and that period has not, has not ended yet. Um, yeah, also, I think, I think the state government of Florida owes Disney a little bit of money, too. So uh, the bond payment has also yeah. not been uh, rescinded just yet. So There's also quite a few other issues with that. Yes. All, all the taxes owed by Disney in that uh, district now falls onto the counties that it is within. So they now have to pay off all the taxes, and they get no extra revenue. Well, has it Disney. officially been revoked, or I thought they are trying well, it's to not, revoke it's it? Well, it's not going to work, because the way you re- – Disney, like when they signed this back in the '60s, they 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 set up things so it couldn't just be rescinded just by a bill. It has to be voted on by the majority of the landowners, who is Disney. Ah, and I doubt Disney would just be like, true. Well, 
revoke it. I mean, I just think this whole thing is a bit ridiculous because it's all fun and games until Disney says, oh, yeah, well, we're just going to move, and they just leave. They, they, I don't think they will yeah, do that because it's going to it's gonna cost them way too much money to do so. Billions. Pick it up the castle, move it to but, Anaheim. I mean, I mean, but I mean, you, you can leverage that all you want, and I think that keeps them there because I don't think the state would dare to tell them to move because... You never know with Ron DeSantis. That's okay. Ah. Excuse me, DeSantis. What if they move Disney World to Gulf Shores? That'd be. It was originally going to be in Mobile, you know. There, that is oh. not true. That was that was that was a rumor going around. I don't, I don't know how true some, that is. That is Munici- not Gaston- true. Gastonia, North Carolina was Let also potential That site. is some Mobile municipal propaganda you were fed. <laughs> Regar- regardless of the way you think about this, it, it's just the crazy fact that there's like actually like Disney like has like their own government on U.S. soil, and they can do so much stuff that it is crazy that this was ever allowed to transpire. I don't know. As far as I know, they haven't done it yet. But Disney is allowed to build their own nuclear power plant on this land. I doubt, I don't think that'd be work look really good on the shareholders from Southern California. I'm just I I don't I this this Reedy Creek Improvement District. It's it if you dig into it, it is crazy what Disney's allowed to get away with down there. It is their own little banana republic they've set up in the orange groves of Central Florida. Uh, in and uh, Disney stated on the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, in light of the state of Florida's pledge to the district bondholders, Reedy Creek expects to explore its options while continuing its present operations, including levying and collecting ad valorem tax bonds and utility revenue bonds, complying with its bond covenants and operating and maintaining its pro- properties. So exactly what Davis just said. Um, so it seems that, I don't know, they could be in the same hot water Southeast- Southeastern found themselves in on Tuesday. It's true. I don't think this, this is going to be resolved as quickly as that, though. Yeah, this may this may take a little bit. I longer. think if this is challenged in courts, uh, which it definitely is, I feel like one of the issues that could be arised is why DeSantis wanted to cancel it, which is just because of political disagreement. Because cancel culture is bad unless you're canceling the people that you want to cancel, they according go. to most of Florida, apparently. But yeah, I mean, it's just all ridiculous. And again, at the end of the day. I don't think it's going to work in court either ways. And again, if Disney decides to leverage, you do it and we'll leave, which I don't think they would leave. But all you got to do is leverage that. And half the state says, actually, we like our economy to not be, you know, missing a giant chunk of it. But anyway. Universal is liking this, though, (laughs) if they move. Universal should take the land if Disney moves. Uh, Universal parks are in horrible spots. That's a whole other debate for another time, Mm -hmm. I imagine. There you go. Add another mummy ride. ride. Add another mummy ride. Mummy ride's fun. The mummy ride's excellent. Got an excellent from Alex. Excellent mummy ride. My little brother went on it nine times the one time we went. Nine Because he was scared times. of all the other roller coasters. They're like, no, they're just like like video roller coasters. Like you just sit there and there's a screen. Oh, yeah. Except the mummy the, the is Jimmy, awesome. Fair. Jimmy Kimmel experience. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Jimmy uh, Fallon experience. That was mm. a pe- What it used to be. It used it to, used be, to uh, be Back to the Future. That's right. Ah. Wait, no, no, no. Back to the Future was uh, the Simpsons ride. The Simpsons ride took over Back to the... Oh, that Jack just... Sh- com- Pure horror. I didn't know that. Look and now I think face. the Simpsons ride is closing down. This is all very oh, no, no, fun. No. It was it better not. The Simpsons ride was fun. When I, the one time I They're went, it was under Jimmy Kimmel ride. I rode it in Minecraft one time. Apparently, the new Velociraptor ride is the Velocicoaster is pretty fun. I heard Fast and Furious is absolutely trash. Hag- no, it is Hagrid's dirt bike adventure. That's a pretty cool one. The Green Guts <laughs> one is fun. That's an actual roller. That's a screen and a roller coaster. Exactly. They should just make nine rip riding rockets to disperse the line. That was my first ever roller coaster. That, the that, that coaster is crazy. Did, awesome. you, did you look up the hidden music? 
Because like, no, so there's the ones to. you can pick, but I like you can to the put Beastie it. Beastie Boys, like a man. Okay, I actually, I actually also listened <laughs> I to the Beastie went Boys to twice. Devil went down to Georgia. No, but what? Oh my gosh! I think uh, I think, was, I think, I to I think Hell's Bells is one of the uh, secret songs that you can like. You have to like. Pre- it's like it's like the old uh, PlayStation uh, cheat codes with like L1, R1, down right. Talking about the Konami code. I don't know, man. You can listen to Rick Roll on the Rip Ride and Rock. That'd be pretty cool. All right, that's going to do it for this uh, penultimate week of Compact Discourse. Thank you all so much for listening to another exciting episode of Shows. Thank you to Alex, Davis, and Griggs for being here bright and early on this Thursday morning. That is going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. However you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna from WeagleFM.com or by listening to our podcast, we'd like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast. Absolutely PSA break free wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse on your podcast player of choice. You can also tweet at the show at CDISKAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. Join the conversation. We are Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WEGL underscore AU. we got a lot of exciting events coming up, including the 51st birthday concert tonight on the campus green and Spider-Man movie night going on inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. Thanks to our friends over at UPC. And with that, for Jack Hart, Davis Carroll, Briggs Blankenberg, Luke Walker, Cameron Casper, Zach Logan Hurston, Grace Moyer, everybody who's on the show this week. And, of course, shout-out to DJP on four awesome years at Weagle. This has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We will talk at you tomorrow. I know we won't. We'll talk at you on Monday morning at 8 a.m. For the final week of shows, this is Jack Hart signing off. And, as always, War Eagle, everybody. Spider-Man was there.